Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. <laughs> I was drowned out. Let's try that again. Take two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And I'm glad you guys have joined us this week. Uh, this is episode 77, and yeah, um, I'm really glad that we have some new episodes up. I've been listening to them every now and then, and it kind of reminds me that, oh, I did say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> is it bringing, is it like cold takes, you know, revealed or uh yeah, I'm like, I I know I've thought this before, or and maybe I've said it to somebody, but then I'm like, oh, I really did say that. So. I really did say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, should we uh, get into it? Let's get into it. I am sure. I like how... Go ahead. No, I just, you know, I mean, you told me I was driving the car, but you just immediately <laughs> grabbed the steering wheel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was just going to say, I like how in the podcast now, because we do the sound effects live, that you get to see our, like, our breaks, where we we, we get breaks, where we can, like, take a, a drink of something <laughs> and dance for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah i think that's kind of cool um it, it does make our lives a little bit easier and we are getting out the episodes yay chris i will say yeah i mean it does significantly make things significantly easier from that front if i could get us to just stop swearing on the episode oh yeah so i didn't have to go back and bleep so much stuff out um <laughs> i mean i'd be cranking these out in no time flat but no, i mean you know it's it's the usual like find a good routine and process for getting it done um and it's yeah it's been been a lot smoother here lately a little bit more work has slowed down like we're in the middle of a bunch of like chinese holidays and stuff like that so um that means things get slower on our end too for the most part so well speaking happy to be cranking out some uh some episodes well speaking of a chinese holiday i'm not sure if it was a holiday but we did (laughs) lose uh social media for well some people did for six hours that was dope (laughs) i mean not all social media like snapchat and twitter and um i think tiktok were all still up but yeah i mean facebook obviously had their big outage um you know that that occurred moments after the interview that they had you know with some with a guy that's like the head of instagram or whatever defending you know, Facebook having knowledge that their apps aren't good for people and yet continuing to pump it out. And now they have, you know, the whistleblower um, who is, you know, coming out and basically saying like, yeah, these guys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and so, I, I mean, certainly interesting timing. They haven't, to my knowledge, revealed what the cause of the outage was yet. I don't think they will. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean... But it was also probably very interesting for a lot of people that rely on those services for advertising, marketing, and communication. I mean, WhatsApp was down, and for some countries, like that's their primary form of communication. Yeah, I um, 
Well, I'm not pro-Facebook, as, as I've made it abundantly clear for probably as long as we've had this podcast. <laughs> but I just think that um, it's not really, and I heard some people talking about it today on the news, and they're just really expressing the fact that that is their go-to marketing tool. Um, yeah. So it kind of makes me think that at some level, there's a lot of truth to what the whistleblower has presented um, because they're an ad company and you, you are the product. So we, I think we talked about it either last week or the week before, you know, where it's like they, they don't make improvements to the app to make it better for you right. unless the end result is you spending more time on it because ultimately your attention is the only thing that they care about. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it's going to take for, and I don't know if there could ever be a, a, um, a, a somewhat civil social media app or platform. Um, but I do know that you've got to be able to pull the reins back in if the, at, probably at an individual level before I would say to start regulating it. I think that kind of freaks me out when I hear talk of regulation. Um, there's, it's just abundantly clear that Facebook is not a responsible company just really shocks me of how many people continue to use their services. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I rail on Facebook and Instagram all the time. And yet I still have my profiles up on both of those. And I use WhatsApp. Um, but I mean, we used WhatsApp almost exclusively when we were down in Costa Rica and for a lot of people in um, Hong Kong and other parts of China, um, either WhatsApp or I can't remember what the other one is. WeChat, I think. Oh, um, yeah. You know, those are the primary ways that we communicate with them because I mean, you, you're not texting each other back and right. forth and paying data rates and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if what the um, I don't I don't have a solve for that. I just think that Facebook has shown us enough that they're not a very responsible company um, but what do you i mean you know like look at big tobacco right and i know that that's it's not the first time that analogy has been made but they had a product that they knew was not good for people and they had the research that they had done themselves proving it and yet profit won out you know over logic and and human decency uh, decency yeah <laughs> exactly um I because don't... it was like, well, no, it's not that bad. I mean, if you're pregnant, you just smoke a little bit, you'll be fine. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't altogether hate that analogy. I just think it's kind of damning to Facebook. Um, well, I, I agree, and I think like, I guess where I was kind of going with it is, how do you fight something that the end user base is so highly addicted to? You know, like it, that's it's it's very difficult because ultimately, what you really need is for the end user to step back and say, I'm not cool with what you're doing. I don't like the way that this app operates and I'm no longer going to participate in it. And therefore, you know, either force a new platform onto the market that meets those needs or, you know, cause Facebook to actually make some changes that are much long needed. Right. Like, <laughs> well, what I'm, what I'm more concerned about, I don't think, um, 
I don't know if regulation solves the issue. I don't know if uh, another platform solves the issue. I, I do think that collectively it's, uh, uh, it, it's, it is like, uh, it's like a hive mind. Um, I actually heard somebody say something that you said about when you say something on social media, it's like you're yelling out into the void, you know? Um, and it, it's really true. I think people at some level for the way they're, I guess 1.2 or 1.3 billion people are wired. They kind of like that. They kind of need that. Um, I don't like, I really do not need the, um, I, I don't need social validation for like my life. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to be disparaging towards anybody. Yeah. I, I, I just think that's probably one of the delineating factors of why I don't, I don't use it. I don't really care about social validation or approval or, um, I don't care for dishonest, you know, conversations or dialogue or having a conversation that's completely one-sided and nothing's really resolved. Those are things I just, I'm not wired to be interested in. Uh, I'm not saying it's altogether bad, but I think the addiction comes from that part. It's for people actually, that's something that their personality and their psyche, it, it, it craves. Yeah. I personally don't get that same like shot of a high by using social media, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think it is. I, I agree. I think the analogy is not too far off. Um, as a former like tobacco smoker, I can definitely understand the the level of addiction. Um, but I, well, actually, I can. I was going to say, like, if you're just, if you're that disgusted by what you're seeing, why do you keep doing? Well, there were times I was disgusted by smoking a cigarette, but I kept smoking. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's. I think that's that was kind of my. <laughs> yeah, like ultimately that's my point is that that those addictions, you know, and they say that like social media is I mean, it's up there, you know? Um that serotonin trigger is something that's really difficult for a lot of people once especially once you've developed that, you know, um I guess trigger or that that process, right, of right. of getting on there, it's really hard for a lot of people to break. I mean, I, the number of times I've seen people that are like, I got to take a social media break. And then like a week later, two weeks later, I see them posting again, you know, and it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not judging. Like I've never taken a social media break, but I think, you know, ultimately like I find my, some myself somewhere in the middle, you know, like I, there are things about social media platforms that I enjoy and appreciate. And at the same time, I think. I, and I don't remember exactly when it was because I, you know, I get like my Facebook memories and stuff like that all the time. And I certainly used to just shout into the void, right? You know, like and say the most random things or you know complain about whatever stupid little inconvenience was going on in my life. And at some point, like I stopped. You know, it stopped. Like I, and there are times where like I, I'm writing the tweet or the Facebook post, and then I'm like, nope, and I delete it because it's just. You know, it's like I catch myself in that moment. You know, it's almost like going to the store to buy the pack of cigarettes. And I'm like, no, right. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know uh, the news and I've been, you know, kind of mentioned this that Google News is, well, not, I don't know if it's their fault to some extent, but the headlines are all clickbait. Um, 
And that's... Well, and think about it, right? Like, what drives Google? Oh, it's... Algorithms, right? Well, yes and no. In a, in a lot of cases. Yeah, and I, and that's where I'm kind of like, is, is Facebook becoming the target because they're the biggest? And that happens a lot. Um, but are their actions and behaviors, are they deserving of that treatment? And I think that's also right. true. So I think both things can be true at the same time. Um, and I, that's where I'm kind of like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get how people can see the toxicity of Facebook, the damage it does, Instagram, you know, what it's doing, and people are still participating. And that's the part I just can't really, I can't Well, and that's where I think the addiction comes in, you know, that it's sure. something that, that people struggle with because they don't, they don't realize that it's, um, or they do, and it's it's something that they're not able to, you know, overcome on their own or that they haven't found the willpower to be able to do it yet i mean like you were talking about with cigarette smoking like there were lots of times that i tried to quit smoking and failed and eventually went and got more cigarettes but eventually like i reached the point where mentally i was like i don't want to smoke anymore like i just i am i am done like i'm committed to this mentally that i don't want to need cigarettes anymore and but wouldn't you agree that, that the social, um, the social component of social media, is more enticing than like smoking a cigarette or drinking a beer or whatever? I think that's more like mental. And I mean, I, I think it can be, um, but I think I mean, smoking cigarettes had a really social component to it as well. You know, sure. I mean. All of the people that I would go outside and smoke with, when with the times when I would quit, it's like, hey man, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. You want to come? And it's like, I do, because I don't want to miss out on like this <laughs> conversation. But I know that if I stand out there, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Um, I, I've written n- numerous books that uh, one of the deepest human desires is to be understood, right? And I think that at some level, social media gives people that opportunity to feel like they're going to be understood. Now, when it goes awry and you have suicides increasing <laughs> and all this other craziness, um, that's where I'm kind of stuck. So I think that aspect of social media is probably more powerful than the the behavior of grabbing a cigarette or whatever your other um, yeah. vices. I think the, the consequences can certainly be, I mean, not that you can't die from smoking cigarettes but like you're not going to go smoke a cigarette and then you know die of lung cancer the next day like right um yeah i i mean and i'm certainly not uh you know <laughs> caping up for for facebook or any of the other social media platforms um but it's it is like i think it's a it's a really interesting kind of problem that we face right now you know and I, again right it Regulation, I think, is much more like trying to treat these symptoms of social media and to combat it that way as opposed to understanding what's the root cause of this. Like, why do people feel the need to be online and to connect this way? Is it because we've, you know, something else in life has changed to the point where they don't feel that connection elsewhere? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I. I don't know how many, you know, I mean, you go into the grocery store and stuff like that. And I see so many people that are just 
completely like in their own world and not that that's i mean not that i'm not that way sometimes too but i've been lately i guess and maybe part of it is just being at the beach it to me it feels like when i go into a store i'm much more like looking like when i walk into Publix, i i'm almost always expecting somebody to say hey you know thanks for coming in or welcome to Publix." somebody at the customer said so it's like i'm always right. looking up to acknowledge them and like but i see every other person basically just walk in and ignore the fact that somebody has greeted them as they've walked into the store you know it's this like oh don't talk to me i don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> well i i i can tell you this i know that for me personally like i associate mobile devices with a negative experience so when i worked at that one company like i was tied to my at then time blackberry and I, I would be at dinner responding to emails and, you know, God did my grammar suffer for that because I was like the thumb typing warrior. As long <laughs> as I responded, I was I was in the clear. Um, yeah. Everything was always an emergency. It was always pressing. And I kind of look at my my mobile device as something that I have to manage. And there's a time for it and there, then there's a time not for it to be around me. So I'm not the average user. Like I, I like technology, but it's like I also associate uh, mobile phones with a bad experience. So um, I don't know. I, 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 I can't. I don't want to discount people that may be addicted to social media or may, but I can. I'm starting to understand that the difference, and that's why it's partially not fair to compare them to the tobacco industry because they're addressing it a human need like mm -hmm. uh preference is smoking or drinking or whatever your vice may be a yeah. human need is to be understood so these companies are filling the gap to to your point of we're not addressing the symptoms um in a very and I guess, like i look at that and think that that's even in a lot of and maybe this is your point is like that's even more dangerous like oh, it's a hell of a lot more dangerous Right. Like these uh, these other things are vices. And yes, like people have ruined their their lives over, you know, with drinking and and other vices and stuff like that. But um, I mean, in this case, yeah, like where you're filling that void that apparently like one point three million or billion people, however right. many are on social media, you know, um, well, that's just Facebook are experiencing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. So, I mean, that's, I just think, I look at it that way, and it's, it's, that's probably a lot more dangerous. That's probably why misinformation is their top content uh, on, on their platform. That's why people probably flock to conspiracy theories, and because people want to be understood. It doesn't have to get any more complicated than that, and they're taking advantage of it. Now, that part is, you know, nefarious. Like, that, that's intention. That is, that is the, <laughs> Uh, that that is murder. Like, I mean, like, that, that's some Bond <laughs> villain level yeah, stuff there. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, you're like literally like you're you're like you like this. Okay, here's more and more and more, and it's 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 just that's kind of how I'm starting to see it. You know, and I I struggle with the I struggle with reconciling people are addicted to their devices, uh, but it can't be wrong, you know there it's an avenue for people to get this fix or this this need met at some level um and that's that's crazy i just, I just don't know what to say just no crazy. i mean I, I don't know that there's much more you can say i mean it is 
it's it's interesting times that we find ourselves living in i guess in that regard you know um and it'll but be it, very interesting just to kind of see how this all shakes out from here i mean i i'd like to say that i have a lot of faith in humanity but <laughs> i mean you're entitled to be skeptical i mean like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh it's gonna work out it'll yeah. work out but eventually um i just think that i i don't know how i um I know how I feel about Facebook and I, I just, I'm not a fan. Uh, and I just, so I see beyond the curtain and I'm like, you guys are just not doing people right. Um, for their CEO to be so nonchalant about everything. And, uh, they, they've already started the smear campaign against the whistleblower. I'm like, yeah, but so what she only worked, she only worked there for two years. Okay. But you know how much I can learn about a company in three months? Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> two years is, is some insignificant amount of time, especially now when people are job hopping, like, every quarter, you know? Like, yeah. All right. Well. Is it basically, basically that's saying we didn't do anything in the last two years of significance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but they admit guilt by saying that we we had uh, a responsibility to change our algorithm prior yeah. to January sixth. You're you're culpable. Like you can't yeah. sit here and pretend like you weren't aware of something like that. That's what I don't get. I mean, it's like you know they want to say there's no problem, but the problem that wasn't <laughs> there is fixed now. <laughs> don't worry about it. What do you mean you fixed the problem that didn't exist? Like, God, I, I just hate Facebook, man. I, I just can't with that company, <laughs> man. I just can't. Um, yeah, I, can't. I mean, I'm with you at this point. Like, I, I'm I'm pretty tired of all of the, the bullshit that we've had to put up with from Facebook. I mean, and what's sad, and where I would probably um, – be in the camp where you are, where you start to lose a little bit of faith in humanity is that people are literally just like, they're angry, but they're still on Facebook angry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was really funny when, when it all like, you know, when Instagram and Facebook finally came back online because it was just this flood of memes about what people were doing during the time that Instagram and Facebook were down. Like, but, that's all it was. And I'm just like, that's literally all we could think about for the last six hours was yeah. the fact that Instagram and Facebook are down. Like a, a little bit of anxiety, but you got a lot more stuff done. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently Twitter and Reddit both blew up at the time, at that oh, time. Well, so yeah. <laughs> I there was like I, a Reddit post that was like, how are you enjoying Reddit today? Well, Instagram <laughs> and Facebook are down. <laughs> I, I think back to the days of, um, bulletin boards and that type of like internet community now granted it was it was actually quite it was probably more vicious than what it is now because it was a very small select few of people that actually got on bulletin boards i think back to forums when they started to you know really uh have multimedia type of or, or news groups with multimedia and forums and multimedia and you saw the separation of like the personalities in each in each of those two examples and 
I, I didn't think it would, well, consumer level technology, I hate to say it, gets you results like Facebook. Like the minute that Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg or even, no, let me go back, MySpace. Mm-hmm. The minute you can, no, let me go back even further, GeoCities, right? <laughs> if you look at the evolution of uh, online communities, yeah, it's just evolved. It, it's devolved over the years. It's gone from, hey, I've got a fan site to, you know, take horse pills. <laughs> like it's just like there's there's no evolution in that whole process. I can't think of anything where it's like, oh, something really good came out of that. Um, I don't know. Just that's just something I think about. I, I mean, I guess, like, I, so when you were talking about bulletin boards and forums and stuff like that, it was reminding me when I first started getting into NC State sports, um, there was this, there still is a site, State Fans Nation, um, and now they're generally viewed, I think, as, like, the lunatic fringe part of NC State that's constantly calling for every coach's firing, no matter what they've done um, and whatnot, and, but... That was some of, I mean, that was where I spent a significant amount of my time in college when I wasn't, when I was on my computer, was on State Fans Nation reading all of these, like, ridiculously long threads of comments and stuff. And it was just interesting because, (laughs) no, you're not, but it was just like, I don't know, it was interesting because there used to be this element of, like, there was a you know there was the the community that policed the the community essentially right? right and so when people got out of line like it got shut down but then there reached a point where it was like that started becoming overreach by some people where it was a difference of opinions starts getting moderated because it's like well you know you can't say that on here because that's not a valid opinion and it's like well i mean you were just calling for this the same guy's head a week earlier like right, you know it's right. <laughs> it's not any different um and so yeah like i think there's been i i but i don't know what's like at the at the again like what's the root cause you know like what is driving that um that destruction of like that community feeling i don't i don't well i think it's it's the you get into a community because you have something a, a shared experience or something that you share um, you feel like you're understood and then you create tribes within that community and that's just that's sociological that's happened throughout history so um, why wouldn't that repeat in these online communities like it just it would be outside of our human nature to do anything different but uh, why does why do why do we I guess like why has it gotten to the point now where so much of that what seemed like the protective walls that were built up around those communities are now gone. Um, the same thing that happened with the Gutenberg press, right? Like you, you provide more information. Made it too easy for people. (laughs) Do you think I'm wrong? No. Like there, there are parallels. Um, No, I, I mean, yeah. Like you think about it, you, the Gutenberg press in the wrong hands produces a ton of misinformation. The, I don't know. The Nazis. <laughs> yeah, just... Exactly. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. It, Mussolini. And, uh... 
Well, and I mean, you, you know, because you, you were talking about like GeoCities and um, stuff like that. The God, Angel Fire. Angel Fire. I mean, I could go down a whole I, list. I, of... I mean, and I did. Like, I had a Legend of Zelda Angel Fire site. I had uh, um, an NFL Blitz for uh, Nintendo sixty four. Angel Fire's like fan site where it was like run this play every single time and you and either throw it to this dude or this dude and you'll get a touchdown because no matter what the defense always lines up <laughs> one way or the other like somebody will be open. Um, we had all the little dancing fire gifts and yeah, <laughs> all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, I it now we're in a point where it's like you don't even have to be able to build a decent, a professional looking website, right? Like the platform's right. already provided for you. All you have to do is spew out your crazy conspiracy theories. Well, I, I think the secret ingredient that most people aren't listening to. And if you want, here's my solution. I, I just came up with a solve. <laughs> the root cause is not the vitriol spread. It's not the misinformation spread. It's the fact that people want to be understood. And I think that we've stopped listening to people's points and we've we decided that disagreeing is the default. Well, what if we stopped doing that? What if we actually gave people a place to where they could be heard without the, well, except, no, there are exceptions to that rule. Right. But, but that's the, that is more or less the root cause. The root cause is that people aren't understood. Nobody's listening. You can look at it in politics, sports, you pick something that we all rally behind, and I'm almost confident that that's that's more or less the problem. the The fact that we can't we can't listen to people, and people don't feel like they're. I mean, think about it this way. Or this is the way I was also, you know, thinking about it. We still see our politicians as on you know they're above us. Right. They they do what they want to do. The people that speak about, you know, uh, new laws, it's a commercial from a super PAC that's funded by the industries that need to be regulated because they're destroying the planet or they're ripping people off. How does somebody hear me about that same issue? Right. Now just multiply that across I, the board. I, I guess, like, I do understand that where I start to get lost is is when people thought that the the big orange cheetah was listening to them, you know? Like and I I guess to some degree like because he was saying some of the same crazy things that they were saying. What? I was trying not to laugh cuz I a big orange cheeto. <laughs> and then I just got the picture in my head and I was like, I'm going to sit like it was a big, big giant cheeto <laughs> in a blue suit with a, a red top. Suit. Yep, in a in a wig, a comb over. Oh god. Uh, so, so that's no, good. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, it's just, I mean, you know, the, I guess what it what it kind of boils down to is like, you know, are are we mature enough to limit our own addiction here, right? Like, we as humans, as as a society, or do we need to? And see now, all I can think of is like South Park when they had the the Walmart episode, and like they go and they tear down the Walmart because everybody you know stopped shopping at all the low like you know Main Street is now right. completely <laughs> shut down, 
And they're like, we're never going to shop at Walmart again. Let's all go to the local store. And then they all support the local store, which turns into the next Walmart. And then they tear it down. And then they go do it again. It's like, I, I don't. And that's a, I, it's like, can we do that? Right. Like with Facebook, can we can we or not just Facebook, but social media? Like we, if we take down Facebook, but we we don't fix what the root problem is. Right. Like if we break up Facebook or whatever it is then or regulate it we're not really solving the issue here and so it's just going to be some other platform or they'll find some other way around it to be able to do the things that they want to do because ultimately in some sense like we want them to do that because it's it's addictive like it's filling a need right like even if it's for me going on twitter and being like oh my god these people are so crazy why are these people so crazy? Like, there's an element of that that is addictive. You know, like, I want to make sure the crazies are still out there. What kind of crazy stuff are people replying to this totally logical, you know, stance on this in my mind? And I've gotten better about it because I just can't. I, I can't do it anymore. Give up. Give up. It's too, it's too hard. My, my my point is like stop chasing your tail on this one it's just it's spend more time listening like we and we still go to the the far left or the far right and they continue to be the ones that we perceive are the majority they're really right. not it's just not true <laughs> i mean stop pretending like that's true um and I, I don't know. I just, I think the the solution is very easy. I, it's just like figure out a way to actually listen. You know, you know. Yeah. It, it just, it's just not that hard. It's not that complicated. Yeah, um, I, that makes sense. I mean, because we all gravitate to the most extreme whatever. You know, the one, the the, the thing with the most likes is the most sexual, or it's the most outrageous statement, or it's the most skin showing, or you know, whatever. Um, we're not even we're not even responding to the good that we probably most of us have within us we gloss over that but then we complain about the media the news all they tell right. us is like every crappy story in our neighborhood and at the end and a fire fireman uh saved a puppy so yeah. it's like like but i mean ultimately why why is that the stuff that the news reports because that's the stuff that we consume with veracity right right we're like we're, we're, all of the feel-good stuff nobody cares about that anymore we just want to know you know how many people are getting raped and shot and murdered right. in my town or across the country so that you know i don't feel safe at what why you don't want to feel safe at <laughs> That's on you, man. That's on you. We spent way more time on that topic than I thought we would. I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, Are you I ready have... to move on to something else? Yeah, let's please do. Sports. So I got to give a shout out to my man, Trey Turner with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, look, we got like one baseball player in the pros, so I got to I gotta <sighs> champion him. Actually, Carlos Rodon had a good season too, but I don't know if he's going to play in the playoffs. But uh, so I, I don't know if you know this, but Trey Turner was the he shortstop, uh, was playing for the Washington Nationals, got traded midseason, and there are some people feel that he has played well enough to earn consideration for uh, like the whatever league he's in. I don't even know which one the Dodgers are in. Uh, MVP consideration. 
Dude's a baller. I mean, like, I'm just going to say that. Like, there's. Have you seen the video of him sliding into home plate? Chris. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. Um, sure, whatever. Sure, give him the MVP. That's that's great. But I'm upset because my Yankees are done. So I don't like. I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, your Yankees did take a a bad loss last night. A bad what, loss. That was like horrendous. What are what are your thoughts? I mean, because you are the the resident baseball and Yankees fan, so I mean, is this is it time to blow it all up and start over? Does everybody no. need to be fired? Do we I, I need to spend prob- five hundred million more dollars? Yes, we need to do that. And we need- <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees next year will have the baseball's first billion dollar roster. <laughs> <laughs> we need to look at the the pitching lineup. I think it's just it's confusing. Like, I don't understand how you go three innings and pull out this guy. You, like, you pulled him out after three innings and you spent all this money on him. If he can't go five or six, he's the wrong guy. What like, happened to guys like Randy Johnson that would go nine innings all day long? I mean, like, well, that's what I a, don't understand. It's a different game. It like, is. It really, it really is different. Like, the, the athletes in baseball now are not the same as, you know, they're – Bo Jackson, uh, Ken Griffey, Canseco, McGuire, like, and I'm going to go down the whole home run team. Steroids or not, they prove yeah. that you could do it, right? They prove that it could become a power hitting game. And now you probably have, uh, you look at a batting lineup, and you're probably if you get to the fourth batter, you're you're aft. Like, just you're more than likely about to <laughs> go you're down. Up something probably. You're giving up something, right? Yeah. Um, so a three, four batter switch, like you're probably going to give up some runs. So it, it's, you can only throw so many like hard thrown pitches before you start to wear out your arm. I'm not a pitcher, but I can, yeah, I, mean, I, under, I, I understand. It's not like I want to see these guys get hurt. And I guess like in a lot of ways, it's kind of like, like the running back position in football, right. right? That used to be, you had your one dude and that was it. You know, it, maybe you were lucky, like uh, the Chargers, and you had Ladanian Tomlinson with Michael Turner as a backup right. because you happened to draft him. But right. for the most part, like you had your workhorse back, and then it was like maybe you had like a Darren Sproles who would come in and be your your pass catching dude. But now, I mean, every team has two two guys basically yeah. that they're trying to lean on. I mean, even in the at the you college two, level, you have two or three starters, and then like. Actually, I've seen uh, which team has got three. I can't remember, but but I saw a pretty much they have packages where they'll rotate out the running backs, and you'll see three different people at the line. Yeah, and it's based on formation. It's based on uh, yards needed, and, and that's crazy. So imagine that in baseball, um, you're probably going to throw what, uh, give or take, at least sixty pitches, sixty seventy pitches by the bottom of the third right and you're not a very good pitcher well i mean (laughs) (laughs) sure right i mean but you're i mean there's i mean you're not you're not wrong i get like 60 pitches bottom of the third you that's nine nine outs yeah i mean you've thrown a lot of balls right so you're you're probably 
if you get to the fifth or the sixth, you're a superstar, in my opinion. Um, I don't. I, I think their pitching lineup's kind of wonky because they gave up a lot of runs. Um, but I mean, like you said, they went and paid uh, yeah. what's his name all that money to bring him in for three innings, like. And John Behrman on CNN was, God, he pissed me off, man. <laughs> Like, I'm, like, rolling, trying to drink my coffee, and he's just, like, grinning from ear to ear. You know what he says? That blew my mind. Why? Because the Red Sox aren't that good, but at least they beat the Yankees. I was so done. I was like, we lost a wild card playoff spot to a team that even their own fans say they aren't good. They don't have the lineup. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's my other question, I guess, though, is, like, does it hurt more losing to the Red Sox? Yes, it does. Okay. This is like if Carolina loses the state and, you know, for uh, an NCAA seed. That's that's literally how it feels. So I was not in a good mood all day because I'm, like, thinking about – and I'm not the manager of the team. I can't right. tell them the – No, I mean, I'm – yeah. But it's obvious if you're doing early pitcher changes – I mean, Things are probably not going your way, right? Like, yeah, if you're making, if you're pulling your starting pitcher before the fifth inning, then chances are that things have gotten have yeah, gone off. The they're rails. out of hand. They're yeah. out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of out of hand, uh, Urban Meyer seems oh to God. just be a magnet for quote unquote controversy. Um, I mean, it, you know, in the off season, it was him hiring the Ohio or Iowa strength and conditioning guy that had gotten fired because he was a horrible racist. Um, right. But you know, I mean, in the NFL, who cares? Who cares? Um, so what? Eighty percent of the league is black. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it's a good thing he's not coaching in the NBA. Um, yeah, he'd really be screwed. Now they lose to the Cleveland Browns, and dude's like, no team, you fly home without me. I used to live here, so I'm going to go to my restaurant and get a public lap dance from some chick I don't even really know. Uh, And be silly enough about it to be sitting out in public where someone can record it and post it. Like, I mean, did dude think he was still the head coach at Ohio State and that because he was in the state of Ohio, nobody would post anything bad about him? Like... No, nah, dude, you're an NFL head coach. They they're uh, not happy you left Ohio State. Like they don't love you anymore. That's a good point. But I I not that he should have been out doing that stuff in the first place, right? Like yeah, that's that... between that's I'm gonna give him the uh, Bill Clinton treatment. That's between him and his wife. I mean, yeah, like on that front, and I you know like I've heard read or something right that they're separated and whatever. I mean dealing with your marital issues she may not care one way or the other about that like it's just dude like you're not helping yourself here (laughs) like you're not making your job any easier um yeah his his team doesn't need the bad press got it but i think that that is a lot that's that's really unfounded though like i i personally charles barkley said it best i'm not a role model right um now i think at at an organization and i think Companies sometimes overstep their bounds, mm-hmm. right? Like these uh, stupid clauses of like what you can do and what you can't do while you're an employee. Sure. Go, go screw yourself. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, and he has, he does have a morality clause in his contract in 
large part because of all of the stuff that had happened at Ohio State and yeah. So. I, I think I think morality clauses are are subjective because because yeah, morality my, is subjective. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, for I mean, all morality we, is something you can debate, right? Like, yeah. is it morally wrong to steal if you're feeding your starving family? Like. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it, and I'm not saying that I endorse that behavior. I'm just saying, right. like, yo, I mean, I'm not trying to act like I, you know. It, that's a tricky one for me. I, I just don't get it. Like, I saw the article, and I was like, damn, dude, that's going to suck. Yeah, I mean, and that's, <laughs> I, I guess, like, that's the underlying point for me, too. It is not to sit here and cast judgment on him for, for whatever was happening in the video. It's... It's more just like, dude can't catch a break, but it seems like he causes a lot of those problems himself. Like, hey, then, he, then that's a bad hire. Right? It is. I mean, like, I, I not to say that he can't figure it out, but so far, I mean, it certainly looks like they're, it's been. They're 0-3, now they're 0-4. 0-4, yeah. 0-4. I mean, and like, Trevor Lawrence has looked okay. Uh, he's thrown a lot of interceptions, but that, you know, I mean, they've got no offensive line to protect him. Um, it's... It's not a good, not a good look. Not yeah. Good so, look. I, Mr. Meyer, Mayor, whatever. I, I don't care, dude. I just like you, go down that road if you want to. See what happens, right? That's what I can tell you. I and I do blame the media for giving that that crap too much press. I just think that's that's foolish, you know. Um, I'm gonna two things. One, Monica Lewinsky, because kid you not, uh, there's a. I don't know which channel's doing a. Like she a, has like a show now. A show. She? I'm like, yeah. What? And my wife is like, who cares? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know right. why people care. Why would anybody care what Monica Lewinsky thinks, right? Like, or what she has to say? Of why? Like, why is she a relevant person in current yeah. media? Yeah, it's like that was embarrassing. Now, granted, there are probably personal issues between her and the Clintons. Got that. You're not going to solve it this way. Like, if he owes you an apology, but he didn't do it, or a real apology, and you keep churning stuff out, like, I get it. If you're going to be an advocate for women's rights in the workplace, totally get it. Come up with a different angle. Like, I mean, and, like, at the end of the day, like, she didn't know that the dude was married. I mean, he's the president of the United States. Oh, that that part I don't even want to get into. Because it's like, yeah. yo, chick, you got caught with dude you knew he was married. Like it wasn't like some random guy that you met and you just, you got caught up like that. He's the president of the United States. We all knew who his wife was. Exactly. Like there's no moral ground, high ground for you to stand on. Like, Oh, I deserve an apology. Bitch. You don't deserve (laughs) shit. (laughs) You're lucky. You've gotten what you've gotten at this point. (laughs) You got caught up and then it went, it went South and blah. You know, I'm not, I, I don't know. I know she was younger. I, I get all that. I'm just like, yeah, but I don't really think this is the way for like, not redemption, but just a move on moment. I'll just uh, say that the executive producer needs to be fired. If the name of the show isn't blow by blow with Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> See, that's wrong. That's, that's, I can't, I cannot support that. <laughs> I cannot support that. Sorry, that one. <laughs> yeah, you went on your own with that one, bro. Like, I am not. I'm not even gonna laugh at that. I'm just gonna say he says as he's laughing. <laughs> um, um, okay, I, so, the second thing is. Yeah, go ahead. 
yo, I'm pissed at the Broncos, and I'm pissed at Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Why? Because he did exactly what you said he was going to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I could not help but chuckle a little bit at at the fact that, like, when I saw the thing come up, like, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's injured with a concussion. I'm like, oh, that dude went and did something stupid, and Andre's sitting at home like, you idiot! I told you not to do that! <laughs> <laughs> But now you got your boy Drew Locke back there. Yeah, but now he's like throwing sponges. Yeah, he does not look good. He has no reps. And it's like, that was a that as a, so Vic, I know you don't care my opinion. And I'm not trying to like get in, a, in beef with the Broncos nation. I'm really not. I'm just saying like, and it's not even about going with the horse, you know, or the new horse. It's, it's not even about that. It's like the kid had promise. You get them ready. You take you take the proven path to get to wins, not this other crap that you did with Teddy. And, and and Teddy, I hope you feel better. I'm not dissing you. It's just like right. He's got he's got cam tendencies, man, and and that's just not a good. That's not the quarterback I want. I think he doesn't seem to, for somebody that's been injured as, and kind of had as much bad luck as he's had. He does not seem to have good self preservation. You know, tendency. Who does that remind you of? Well, yeah, Cam. No, I, I, get, I get exactly what you're saying. I just, you know, for those of you following along at home that don't speak Andre knees. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, my Seahawks got a win. It wasn't pretty. They were playing somebody not that good. Oh, the 49ers, and yeah. Garoppolo was out. And so I was waiting for, like, Trey Lance to beat the Seahawks. I, I do not think the Seahawks are very good this year. Like, I I mean, they're okay on offense, but I think that defense is pretty much it, hot seen better days, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not holding out a lot of hope there. Um, you know, Teddy kind of derailed my jump on the Broncos bandwagon plan. So I guess I'll just become a Patriots fan. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i'll tell you who i'm not a fan of though who's that one mr dan orlovsky Bring so on, man. yeah like i you probably because you don't watch like a lot of television um and i didn't either so i didn't really have this much of a problem but now that i'm down here at the beach with my folks like they watch a decent amount of live tv and especially in the mornings, like my mom will put on the Today Show and stuff. And after a while, I can't stand listening to the news. So I'll usually flip over to ESPN or something just to see. And right. this dude, Dan Orlovsky, he was the quarterback, I think, at UConn. He got drafted in like the fifth round. He was on the Lions for a while and then bounced around to a bunch of other teams. I think his Wikipedia says that he was in the league for 12 seasons. Right. Um, now goes on... Every ESPN show that they will let him be on and talks like he has like basically like he's Tom Brady, like that his experience in the NFL should never be questioned. And I mean, like he was calling for Matt Nagy to get fired last week uh, after like the Justin Fields performance. Like and I don't know, like there's just something about him that I just don't. I, it feels like he's not like the whole thing is not genuine, and so right. yeah, I just 
I've gotten to the point now where I see him come on and or I hear him on like the radio and I'm like, there is nobody whose opinion I want to hear less right now than Dan freaking Orlovsky. Like John Kitna knows more about playing football in the NFL. Like like freaking Mike Glennon. All right. Like these guys know more about NFL life (laughs) than Dan Orlovsky. Well, I'll tell you what. A guy, I was driving into Raleigh this morning, and I heard this story about Sage Steele. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw a little bit about that, but I didn't really I didn't dig into it too much. Gosh, poor girl. Like, here's... here's was that, like, a legitimate poor girl or a sarcastic poor girl? I it, couldn't tell. It's a little bit of both, man. Okay. Like, so, um, she's on a podcast. She makes this statement that um, she's biracial... But I think she kind of, I guess she checks the box white for what, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, her mom's Italian, her dad's black. She makes this statement that her dad was never there. Kind of similar to, um, well, Barack Obama. And she's like, I don't know why he checks black and, you know, because mm-hmm. his dad was there. And I was like, yo, that's like a, you keep that at home conversation. Yeah. Not a uh, do that on Jay Cutler's podcast. Yeah, let's not just say this out loud. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with that opinion, right? Right. I mean, that's completely. But that's that's an individual's decision. That's not what, right. What I don't. Yeah, what I don't agree is that ESPN pulled her off for her personal opinion. That goes back. It's like, look, that's how she feels. I mean, so what? Like, who cares, right? Were there? Am I gonna, I, like I'm not really going to be like if she's doing her job well as a commentator or like on ESPN I'm not going to be like yo she said this I don't care she's doing her job I don't I mean yeah there are people that don't like a lot of things I don't care I don't know and I don't care about what they don't like well and those then two she, things have like nothing to do with each other with, and with it job. like right yeah it's not like she's a political commentator you know or that Barack Obama was a football player like right. <laughs> it's not like, it's like like the league is not going to shut well the league might shut you off because you talked about uh President Obama and then she made another comment about sometimes she doesn't work with young women that ask her to look at her their tapes or or mentor them because of what they're wearing and she had her own opinion about that. And I'm like, okay. But yo, no, wait, she said that she doesn't. She will not. If a, if a young lady comes to her. And asks and her to look at her tape. Their, ta- their tape. And what she what they're wearing is questionable to her. Yeah. She's just like, nah, I'm good. And. Like, I mean, I again, like, that's your prerogative, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's your decision if you don't want to help out other people in the industry. And maybe it's, you know, based on past experience of her trying to say, like, hey, I'd love to help you. One of the things I'd recommend is this and getting negative feedback. And so she's just like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of hand. But yeah, but, you know, and it's one of those things, right? Like, probably to some degree, not getting the chance to to explain it thoroughly or, you know, on, on the podcast or it's kind of taken, not like out of context. Oh, the the sound bites but... are going to kill her. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Poor girl. Like I really, I don't disagree with her opinions. I'm like, yeah, you're entitled to how you feel about that. Right. We're not all supposed to agree with each other all the time. Right. But the sound bites are, are going to kill this chick. Yeah. Well, and then, so the, the headline that I read also mentioned vaccinations and like the ESPN vaccination policy or something. Yeah. And so, 
I mean, like, she's supposed to be back next week, I think. Sure. You know, like, but they she's... took her off for a week or something like that. Um, and, yeah, like, I'm I'm with you that I think, you know, somebody, like, expressing their personal opinion. On a podcast, but, it has yeah, nothing to do, I... do, do with your, your channel. But I guess, like, I mean. No. Like, no, I'm just. Nobody can make me be okay with that. It's kind of like, look, if that's the case, seriously, if that's what we're doing, then I better not ever see a, a company that is, oh, we support this and that on Fox News. Like, I just, I, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, like, I, I agree, you know, <laughs> I guess it's just, I think, like, at the end of the, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what I think. Yeah, but look at that. Like, I'm not offended by what she said. I, I mean, I can respect her for having an opinion, right? And I can move yeah. on. I don't I have just, to rock with it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I also, I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't, I guess I don't want to sit here and tell the company, like, ESPN. Because, I, I mean, is, like, the Jay Cutler podcast, is that an ESPN property? Is that, you know, something like, because in that case, maybe they do have some, you know, like, sure. you know, but. But I, why were you on Jay Cutler's podcast? Well, that's a good question. Why why does Jay Cutler have a podcast? Who yeah. gives a crap about what that guy has to say? Oh, I mean, you want to talk about, like, you want to know who's just above Dan Orlovsky on the list of people that I don't like and whose opinions I could not care less about? Is your boy, Jay Cutler. I I dislike that dude so much from the day that the Broncos drafted him, and I loved Philip Rivers and his like their rivalry, like where they would just talk smack to each other when he was on the Broncos. That was great. I just well, the, 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 even with that, I think where, where Cutler had a advantage was he had an offense that could actually back some of it up consistently. Sure, I mean I'm not I'm not arguing there, but he, the downside dude, was he could not drive the car. He oh made my. so many like the dude didn't care. Like yeah. I mean that's at the end of the day reminds me of Harrison Beck, the <laughs> I think four or five star QB recruit. That Chuck Amato had that was yeah. supposed to replace Philip Rivers. He was one of the guys on the list to replace Rivers, and that dude was useless. Like, and didn't you guys lose to Carolina that year? Also, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, like there was the Papa John's dot com bowl because that was a thing in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, <laughs> and Russell got hurt in the first half, and so. They trotted out Daniel Evans, and he was completely ineffective. And so then Harrison Beck goes out there and throws back-to-back interceptions, like just chucking it down the field. Like, I bet I could throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> like, I mean, the dude. <laughs> that, that was him in a nutshell. And he came <laughs> off with this smirk. And I remember, like, Tom O'Brien just being like, Get this kid out of my face before I murder him. <laughs> I think I broke him. <laughs> oh, okay, let's go to pop culture. <laughs>
pop culture. <laughs> what the what? Oh man, Chris. Chris. <laughs> I had to grab another beer. Oh man, I need to get a beer refrigerator for my office. I know. I I need one that's in or closer to my recording space and not in the other room. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> oh man. So I don't have much for pop culture this week, um, but we did go see the new Adams Family movie, uh, the animated one this weekend. Helena loved it. Um, I. It was one of those where it was like. Plenty of good stuff for kids, but it just didn't deliver at the same level that the first one did for grownups. Right. I just, like, so many of the jokes were like, oh, it's this character's back. Let's spend, <laughs> like, five minutes celebrating that, you know? And it was just, I don't know. I... Yeah, my my um, my theory is if there's a lot of commercials or trailers, it's probably going to be a crappy movie. And I've seen a lot of commercials and trailers for that movie, so I'll, yeah. I'll wait. And and I don't have kids anymore in the house. Lucky you. Yeah. I um, I haven't really been watching a lot of even movies lately. There's not been anything on that's caught my eye. Um, kind of in yeah. this whole lull. Want to see uh, Shang-Chi? That's, that's going to be the new joint. Um, but I, I tried to watch Q-Force on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I really tried, but... I'm trying to... Q-Force. Yeah, it's this... Uh, the premise, it's an adult animated show. Oh, right? okay. Yep. I tried to watch it, and it just fell flat on so many levels for me. It was just kind of like, huh. I want to see what, because, again, I'm trying to understand, you know, not understand. I'm just trying to be, like, open to, like, looking at things I normally wouldn't look at. Yeah. It was, there were some things I just thought were kind of stereotypical, like, like, tropey jokes it wasn't funny and i just couldn't stay on i think i watched three episodes then what really messed me up was like and i don't know what's going on with adult animated cartoons when do we start doing sex scenes in <laughs> animated cartoons oh no like that's a thing oh yeah yeah i mean not everywhere but yeah i'm not I, okay I, with that i mean i don't know who's necessarily like responsible for it um, I think like, it's one of those things where I feel like the, the boundaries of what was acceptable on, you know, like broadcast television, right? We all kind of were, were, we at least were familiar with it, whether or not we agreed with what, the, right. what they were, we knew what they were. And so it was one of those where you'd see certain things. You'd be like, I don't remember seeing that on TV before. And I think to some degree with the streaming services, you just, you don't have that same, level of i guess sure. responsibility um in in that and so i feel like there's just there's a lot more of that is just kind of like well whatever you want to produce if it's a show that's for you know 47 year olds and up then it's a show for 47 year olds and up like <laughs> we'll stop a tvma on it but yeah i'm just not, i don't know if that's um yeah i don't know how i feel about that i, I just like i'm not really into like i I can watch any movie without a love scene, like period. Like I, I just don't. Uh, 
I mean, I'm with you in that I think they're it's greatly overused in like Hollywood as among yeah. Hollywood tropes, you know, like the passionate love scene. Like we all know they're not really doing it. Like, yeah. you know, we all know it's, it's like really like three, five minutes. <laughs> it's like, hey, go make me a bologna sandwich. I mean, <laughs> I, so, so, stop setting these unreal expectations. I feel very sorry for your wife, Andre. <laughs> no, I'm just. That's, well, uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a complaint in my house, dude. You walked right <laughs> into that one, though. Yeah. But I, I'm just—it's not as. No, I know it, it's not it, as you know, staged like, as what they make it to be. Right. I I always think of like the the shadow love scene in Top Gun, you know, where it's like, then take my breath away, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's realistic. Yeah, it's like. Hey, why is your shirt not coming off? I mean, those are things that you're like I mean, knocking. I, I feel like at the end of the day, the only reason directors put that in there is because they want people to experience that moment of just horrible uncomfortableness when they're watching that film with their parents or the, or some other yeah. family member. You know, like it's just like, yeah. no, I, you know, I had to do this when I was a kid, so I'm going to make you <laughs> suffer through this as an adult or semi-adult now. I mean, they had a really weird sex scene in Adam's family that I was like, this is a Are kid's you movie. Me? No, of course I'm kidding. That's, that's a kid's <laughs> so, movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at with pop culture. Not not a lot going on. Um, I thought, I, I mean, Wanda Sykes is one of the voices, and I love her stand-up, and I thought it would be, like, really good. Um, just kind of didn't work for me. And the, yeah, it just didn't work. I, I think that, yeah, it's kind of so, like why I stopped watching American Dad and Family Guy after a while. It's just kind of like, yeah, I get it. Like, you're, you've are you done this already. So. Well, and yeah, like, so, you know, Family Guy was one of those shows where I really liked it when it first came out. Then it went away. Then it came back. I really, really, really liked it. And then, but like after that, that first season or two after it came back. It was like they just, again, lowest common denominator. They're like, oh, what people enjoy about our show is when we say, hey, remember that time when? And then we reference something that you've literally never seen before, and it jumps to some zany clip. So let's just literally make the entire show about that. There is right. no actual plot driving stories. There's no overarching. There's no character development. Not that the show had a ton of it to begin with. But there was enough to kind of keep you engaged that you still like you could enjoy the laughs, but feel like you were still watching a story and not just a bunch of jokes stacked on top of each other. Right. American Dad, same thing. Like, I, I agree. They got to a point where it was like, you guys have just run out of things, t stories to tell. Like, you 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 don't have more stories to tell with these. And characters that's okay. At this point, just yeah, stop. it's okay to just stop. <laughs> I, I mean, like people keep talking about wanting to bring back King of the Hill, and like I love king of the hill king of the hill is one of my all-time favorite shows Brittany murphy died though first of all okay yes she died they did have somebody else that did her voice uh for the later episodes after she had after she had passed uh tom petty passed too and he did the voice of lucky um yeah let it go and and i agree like ultimately the last two, maybe three seasons of that show, I felt like almost every episode was a rehash of a previous episode. Like, right. You know, like The Simpsons, same deal. 
Where after oh, a while yeah. with The Simpsons, I just kind of got like, and I loved The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons was my jam. I still still do. Like I love The Simpsons, but I don't watch it anymore. I don't watch any of the new episodes because I don't find it like I don't find it funny. I don't care. Like I saw Karen probably way before you did. Cause I think I like. Yeah. Um, I, I used to watch it like every week, and then I'm I mean, just it was like, a family ritual in our house. Like Thursday nights, and then eventually Sunday nights when they Sunday. moved. Yeah. Like I remember when when the Simpsons moved from Thursday to Sunday night, and it was like, "Oh right. my God, it's changing nights! This is gonna upset gonna... everything." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I just stopped caring, and I think, well, Sunday was not good because of football. Um, yeah, but I, I, it was like, yeah, I'm good. So hopefully, and I kind of feel not with at the same level. Like, what if on Disney Disney Plus? Yeah, I really. That's apparently know. been upsetting a lot of people with the storylines and stuff that they've chosen to go with for that. Um, some like I saw a headline for an article that was like Marvel needs to apologize to uh, you know Captain Marvel after the latest What If episodes <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and I think yeah, it's it seems like you've kind of gotten to a point where you're like, we can do. If your scientists were so busy asking themselves if they could, they didn't bother asking if they should. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is, this is a Jurassic Park moment here. Yeah, this is this is. Um, yeah, it's it's a stretch, and I I painstakingly watch the episodes, and I I'm a big. I, I mean, I love comic books. And I, I love Marvel. Uh, I just can't. Like I, hopefully yeah. they can tell better stories, but it's like I'm not interested. So not much to watch on TV. This is like the worst thing I've got going on right now. This, I mean, this is not the best time of year in some senses. Yeah, I mean, especially SNL came back. <laughs> yes, uh, so I did thoroughly enjoy the, but the one part of that show that I can reliably enjoy, which is Weekend Update. Oh um, yes, I mean, you know, our our counterparts, Colin yep. Jost and Michael Shea. Um, I wish it's just funny because I was sitting there the other day, and they they take the entire Weekend Update bit which is maybe what five minutes if that and they cut it into like 15 different youtube videos so you can't just watch the whole weekend update thing through you have to watch like this bit and then the end of that bit with the beginning of the next bit and then the end of that bit with the beginning and i'm just like oh my god you guys are killing me um so from now on all of our episodes are going to be cut into five Um, no, that that they're probably the funniest thing on the show. Uh, I think uh, Luke Wilson did a good job. No, Owen Wilson. Owen, yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't see anything of any of the bits with him in it. Like I literally all I did was watch Weekend Update. Weekend Update, yeah. yeah. And then I, I actually, read that article about uh, Horatio Sands, and oh, yeah. and all apparently a number of SNL cast members and other such staff. Um, just, you know, I I mean, and this is, it's weird. It's gross. It's weird and it's gross and it's wrong. And this is like the problem. That's, that's implied. It is. It's implied. I don't know. Things could be weird and gross, but not wrong. (laughs) In your world, not in my world. It's weird and gross. It's like... (laughs) 
understand that's wrong. You should not be doing that. There's... I guess, sure. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, it's just, like, I guess this, the culture of enablement, right? Um, like, the, the looking the other way that goes on so often and, and allows for these types of predators to, to exist. You know, I mean, Nasser... Um, you know, Larry Nasser, and like, I mean, it's, it just seems like it's, it's the same story over and over again of people seeing these things happen and choosing not to say anything about it, whether it's because they thought it would help to advance their own career or because they feared that it would prevent them, you know, if they did speak up. But like, I, I mean, y you're, you're choosing yourself over so many countless other individuals in that case and something that you are going to suffer that probably cannot even, I mean, not even probably, but that cannot even remotely compare to the trauma that these other people have had to experience because you did nothing. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, first of all, she's 17. She was 17. It's like, she was dude, 15 you're... when the whole relationship started. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. For those of you that don't know, because I know we didn't really like talk about it, yeah. talk about it, but there's this story that has come out where Horatio Sands, a former cast member on SNL, um, has been accused and it seems like very likely did commit some horrible like underage sex abuse, um, sexual harassment, grooming, like all of the, I mean, just... You know, the stuff R. Kelly just got convicted for. Yeah, you know, the stuff that uh, <laughs> uh, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. went to jail for. Like, yeah, these the th the stuff that Matt Gates is like you know accused yeah. of, um, all of our favorite people, um, but yeah, like and and what <clears throat> the story I think what was even more disturbing if you can really believe that then the that bit itself is the fact that there appeared to be a number of then SNL staff members that watched these things happen and did absolutely nothing to stop it. And yeah, like numerous people knew that she was not even 18 and she's like drinking with like Tina Fey and all these. I'm like, Will Ferrell, I'm like, come on, you know, there's, yeah. there, there is a, yeah, it's just gross. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know what else to say. It's like, there's, there, there's a special place in hell for all those people to, to stand there and just do nothing. And then. If I if I'm being honest, I think a few of those people were the, in the whole caught up in the whole Me Too moment, and yeah, we so we stand with whoever you know fill in the blank. Yep, it's like well, come when on, it's convenient. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, and that's that's but that's what that is like. It's part of the reason that change, I change change this. It's the system is not broken, right? The system is working the way it was designed to work. Exactly. It's just that people. Like they they benefit, like you said, uh, they they benefit from the system. The system's not broken, ladies and gentlemen. Like stop pretending like it is. These injustices that happen to people, um, it, you know, I I'm like my we were coming home. I was bringing my daughter home from from work the other day, and like uh, somebody won an award. First time a non-white person won this award, and everybody's excited. And I'm like, why is why is that special? And I, not because of what I, it's just like, why we, we, it, it's just, the system's not broken. Like, that's all, that's all I got to say. 
Yeah. It's just like people are shocked that these things happen, good and bad. And it's like, we waited because of what? We waited to tell somebody because of this. We waited to recognize somebody because you know because of this. Ladies and gentlemen, you're you are the system. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> yeah i mean there's not much else to it i mean that's yeah we are all part of that system you know like and it's i mean it's up it's that's why it's not just like vote in the you know people that are going to fix this for us no like we're the ones who have to fix this this is something right. that that each one of us has to take ownership and responsibility for excuse me if we really want to make real change happen yeah I mean, it's like the people that are saying we should pull out of our pull all of our Kelly's music off of streaming services because he's going to make millions of dollars in royalties. Or you could just not listen to his music. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if the, this is the system and we play our part, just stop listening to his music. Oh, but our Kelly's music is so good that I can't not listen to it without you taking it away from me. How am I yeah. going to make love to my wife if I can't <laughs> listen to my R. Kelly? <laughs> That's my baby making music. No. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's time for politics. Oh, <laughs> Dang. So, speaking of Cheeto Man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this dude is a, he's a savage, yo. People are like. He straight up said, if DeSantis runs, I'll beat him. Yeah. The only thing barring him from running for president in 2024 is a, a doctor's note. <laughs> he, really, he really said the only thing barring him from running from office is if he gets a note from the doctor. That piece of shit. <laughs> Look, he just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... Um... I'm so Not glad general. that again that this like his general relevance continues to go down. It seems, despite the media's attempts to maintain some s- sort of relevancy for him. Um, but I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, he's not even like. Not that I think he was ever really in control, but he doesn't even control that part part of his party that I think everybody is like clamoring for. The base. Yeah. The ones that love that I, loved him. I think you're. I think you're right. I think they've kind of like, okay, they've moved on. Exactly, and enough of them realize that if they couldn't get him elected in 2020, there's a fat chance that he's not getting elected again in 2024. And so, despite their admiration for him individually i think ultimately they're going to choose you know their own <clears throat> perseverance uh, and just pick somebody that they think is actually going to stand a chance of getting elected now whether that's desantis or not i don't i don't you know i wouldn't vote for the guy but i also wouldn't live in florida so yeah You had me, I would, and I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think you're right. I don't think he really controls the um, that part of the of the party. I think the narrative is being driven by the media. For example, uh, Lindsey Dump was in—I don't know where he was—somewhere in the South, 
and suggesting that people get vaccinated and they boot them. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's, yeah. This is the same vaccination that Trump was, you know, responsible for because of operation warp speed, but now we can't take it. I mean, yeah, this that's, is, that's this still is, such a stupid name. Well, <laughs> I just, I just, I just. Aside can't. from that, like, yeah, it, it's just that it, I don't know, man. I'm. It's still just so hard sometimes to sit here and not feel like we're we're fighting this monumental uphill battle against. I mean, just just like willful ignorance, you know. Like, like the the desire to not know the truth and in, and instead to wrap yourself in the lie that makes you feel more comfortable. Well, the perfect transition, Amorosa. <laughs> she. <laughs> See, this is this is why this podcast works, Andre. It was all good until it wasn't, and when uh, she, I guess the the judge ruled that his his NDAs were. I mean, it, it literally said you can never, never say anything bad about him, his family, his company, or anything about your work experience there. Ever. Ever. To anyone. Ever. In any capacity. Like, I mean. I... <laughs> Good Lord. Good Lord. I, I just thought that was so funny. But what is Amorosa going to say? That I she couldn't were, even really. I don't even care. Like, I, there's nothing, you know, like yeah, revelatory that she's going to. You know, he called me the N word in the in the Oval Office. Like, no, really, that doesn't surprise me. Well, yeah, that didn't surprise. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because you're you're being stupid. I mean, the people that. Uh, the, his former press secretary that was actually working yeah. for uh, the wife. Yeah. I saw, I saw her interview the other morning on CNN and she actually, she's taken a lot of flack from the media. And I think that's a, it's own little group. Um, but she said, you know, she can't forgive herself and she made mistakes and she, you know, if she could do it all over again, she wouldn't have taken that job. She probably would have, would have come out early and said some things. Doesn't absolve her. No, but it, but it shows growth. Well, not even growth. I, just well, sure. I mean, because she rec- yeah. she recognizes, yeah, that was a bad play. Like yes. everything I did for the sake of the moment, um, a bad play. So the first step is admitting that you have a problem. It, like yes, like uh, I don't know. Like we actually spill oil on the coast of California. What uh, is it with California, yo? Well, if yeah, I mean, it, what'll be really bad is if the fires reach the oil. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> For a state with so many environmentalists, yeah, they really have a way. Their of track record is not that great. Stepping on their own junk. Um, yeah. Well, and then, yeah, of course you have, like, Newsom and all these other people coming out and being like, we shouldn't be drilling in the ocean. And it's like, eh, but who let them do that in the first place? Like, you guys weren't real concerned about it until all of a sudden there was oil spilled everywhere. And but wasn't that the uh, Republicans, though? I mean, it probably you, was. I, I think they're uh, drilling it where the feds have to give them permission. It might be. That's, yeah. That would be the the... 
They tried to do the same thing here in North Carolina. They wanted to open up offshore drilling here, and thank God we voted no. (laughs) But for but for what though? Right? What do we? Why? Right? We we import most of our oil. We we hoard it. Yeah. What we produce locally, which makes no sense to me. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does. It. I I know it does. I I know you know it does, but. I mean, yeah, they're in it for the long con. Like, we're gonna we're gonna buy all of your oil and use it all, and then when there's none left, guess who you have to come to? Yeah. And guess how much more of the money it's gonna cost you? Like, I mean, the you know petrol prices are going up now. Uh, Yeah, it's like three oh seven here for regular. Yep. I don't know. I, I feel bad for California. It, it makes me not want to ever live in that state because it's like a it's like a disaster movie waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like earthquakes, fires, oil, yeah. droughts. Uh, there's, there's been movies about all those things. Yeah. So those those screenplays are they're inspired from personal things. Yeah, I like, mean, I'll, I, I'll just say I'm glad I don't live in California anymore. Right. You know, like that's and none of my well, I I actually do have my aunt and uncle both live in Huntington Beach, which is like right where <laughs> the Oh my god, built. that's yeah. like in the news. Yeah. Um, I saw this couple that were so pissed, they were like, I can't believe they did this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm it was like, her. I don't know. Yeah. Um and then my cousin lives in LA, um, but they're the only ones that are left in California at this point. All the rest of my family has bailed. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. And I, I really, um, and I'm not trying to be intensive. I'm just saying, like, man, get it together, guys. And what's up with your um, your ener- energy suppliers are on some shady crap, you know? They spill oil. They might have started the fires because of, like, poor maintenance and all this other. It's like, come on. Like, there's got to be some level of, okay, enough's enough. Like what? What is the AG doing in that state or any state that those but things I, happen? I, when has anybody really like done anything about these types of events in the past? I mean, we had the huge Gulf oil spill with BP, right? And they basically right. just said they were sorry a bunch, and we were like, "Okay, just don't do it again." Here, you want some oh. more offshore drilling platforms? Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the Texas electricity grid, right? Like um, kills hundreds of people because of the winter storms and they've done literally nothing to make any changes or improvements to that system in the time since. Yeah. But you know, go cover your habit. Yeah. I mean, no abortions and more guns. Yeah. But you might die. <laughs> like you might die just from freezing to death or, yeah. you know, I don't know, ha- not having power when it's a hundred, not having drinkable outside. water. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, all sorts of reasons. <laughs> these are, these are things I can get behind. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, the whole like political landscape lately just feels like it's it's teetering on the edge of, uh, I don't know, chaos, apocalyptic results. I mean, like now they're saying that the oil spill in California could very well have been caused by one of those giant uh, cargo ships that is waiting out in the harbor to deliver stuff, dragging its anchor across the uh the pipeline yeah that, that, the, that's like, very they had a, plausible. a a section like 400 feet of um 
I think it was feet, might have been meters, of pipeline that had been moved roughly 150 feet on the ocean floor. And they said it was as if it had been pulled taut like a bow, like a bow and arrow. Like So basically somebody, you know, something got it and dragged it. So it was either one of the cargo ships or Godzilla. Either way, we are not looking good, folks. And I just watched everything wrong with Godzilla the other day. So, uh, <laughs> Wait, Godzilla behold, versus King Kong, or just Godzilla? Like uh, the one of the reboots. I, I, okay. I lose track. Gotcha. Uh, you put something on here. So we talked briefly about school boards, right? And how yes, we have. We talked right. a little bit about school boards in the past. Um, but I saw this article that my local school board meeting was disrupted by anti-mask mandate protesters. So basically. The deal is that every month the school board meets to vote whether or not they want to keep the mask mandate in place. And so far they've voted more or less unanimously. Um, I think this most recent one was six to one in order to keep it. Um, But at this most recent meeting, they had a bunch of anti-mandate protesters who were outside who then tried to force their way inside but refused to wear masks in order to do so. <laughs> so they were turned away. <laughs> like, it's just We're going in. We're not going in. <laughs> Guys, they won't let us in because we don't have masks. Like, oh, if only that's what it what would have stopped the Capitol riots like on January sixth. <laughs> Again, I tell you, they don't believe what they're saying, dude. No. If they really believe that crap, they were in there. There's Some of them would have gone to jail. Yeah. People just want an opportunity to kind of, like, buck the system, I think. I think that's, like, the new thing. I mean, yes. I think that's part of it. I think there is there's an element of that, right? It's We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like, the, the erosion of faith in uh, institutions, you know, right. like, where people don't don't trust the government. I mean, not that we've always like, oh, the government is the best thing ever, but I think while while there's like a healthy skepticism of the government isn't really super efficient, they're not great at getting stuff done, there's still kind of been a belief that at the end of the day, it's helping more people than it's hurting, right? They're not going to kill us all. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, like, (laughs) they're trying so hard not to kill us all right now. (laughs) And you're just like slapping them in the face you know and saying like don't you dare try to not make me not kill myself it's my right my body my choice if i want to die tomorrow i can die tomorrow and it's like no that's actually no like suicide is not your pro-life well yeah these these whole circular arguments they, they blow my mind and i i honestly i don't wish ill will towards anybody but i i see I've seen like a number of commercials and like just stories of people that they didn't get vaccinated, but when they get now, this could be a lot of in like just polarization of these particular cases in the news. And I get that, but the sentiment that people share when they're like, yeah, I really wish I would have gotten the vaccine. No, they're, they're being genuine. Nobody's holding a gun to their head. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate that there are so many people that are, I don't even get their motivation. I just don't understand it. I don't I, either. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you in that, in that I, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like all, so many of the, like the arguments against getting vaccinated have been defeated one by one, 
you know it's like well i want to wait for fda approval cool okay. you have fda approval now like oh well now i have some other excuse right oh now now it, it changes your rna no it doesn't how? they have put microchips in it no they didn't like how right like have you ever seen the smallest ship ever designed yeah it wouldn't fit in this syringe, dude. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, just the whole... You literally carry around a freaking tracking device with you 24-7. Right. You morons that had location services enabled while you stormed the Capitol. Yeah, as you're, as you're uh, you know, posting on Facebook and Instagram. And Parler. And Parler, <laughs> because they're the most secure site. I... I I hate to say this, but I'm not. I'm no longer sympathetic to people that get COVID that haven't even gotten the vaccine. I'm just not. I, I just can't pretend to be. Um, they made a choice. They made the wrong choice. Now, I, I do understand there are some people. Um, how do I say this without being a hypocrite? There, there are people with valid reasons. Like you know, there's not what I would consider like concrete evidence about the effect of pregnant women like sure um but from from the evidence that they have it's pretty safe yeah. right i mean my sister who's six months eight nine seven months pregnant um is fully vaccinated now like she got hers over in portugal um not that long ago yeah, and I and I just I just can't I can't with these people anymore. I just I just don't I care, but I don't care. You know, it's like well, and I so hear you. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me from a political perspective specifically. Um, I was just I was thinking about this the other day because I, I saw something that was talking about how like Alaska is now in like going through a massive COVID outbreak, um, and like. It, because for a long time, I've been trying to wrap my head around, like, the Republicans and the conservative, like, position of anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-anything that's going to help to get rid of this. And trying to figure out why. Like, how do they how do they feel like this is a tenable position? And I think, and I'm not saying that I definitely figured it out, but something that kind of came to mind is, for the most part, right, the more rural the area, the more conservative the votership. Right. The virus really affected more urban areas first, right? The more highly populated, like, city centers and stuff like that. Right. But those places were also best equipped to handle the outbreak because they had the resources, the hospitals, and that sort of stuff. What we're seeing now is that more of the rural areas are starting to experience massive COVID outbreaks because they aren't vaccinated they didn't they're not wearing masks and on top of that they have no infrastructure to support it so they are having to make life and death decisions between do we treat this covid patient or you know this person with you got in a car accident you know like right. those are the decisions that they're having to make in those areas and part of what i think in in maybe republican you know politicians minds was well, it's not going to affect my voters right off the bat. And so if we can get it under control fast enough, I can stand in this position without it ultimately affecting my votership and still make it seem like I was doing the right thing. But they played the freaking wrong card because ultimately their voters didn't go out and get this stuff. Like we didn't get it under control fast enough in large part because their voters who aren't in rural areas were doing the same things and continuing to spread it. 
And so now those rural areas are going to have to deal with the fallout of these decisions from their politicians. That, that makes sense. I, I think it's a gamble. Um, the, hmm. So I was, uh, <laughs> I, I did real, well, I, well, I can't say this because make a note to beat this (laughs) (laughs) tell me when you got the note ready he's he's writing the note okay go ahead (laughs) I sent you that text you're probably like what but now we can unbeep it but in what I was thinking about along in some of those areas was kind of like um, basically our political system. I know I, I was flirting around the idea of switching the house and the, the Senate. Yeah. We, we theoretically would be in the same boat, but there is, there, there's a level of, of collective ignorance when it comes to how our governments run. Um, and what I've what I keep seeing, like even with COVID, is that we we elevate issues that aren't really issues. So COVID was a a, a voting issue in 2020. After the election, prior to uh, vaccines, the economy went back to number one for a short bit on the top of, of voters' minds, and other right. you know other things went at the top. Um, then you fast forward, like until we get to the infrastructure announcement, then we get to the, uh, the spending bill announcement. The Republicans were still on, guess what, COVID because they did so poorly. Like COVID killed them in the, you know, as an yeah. issue in 2020. So I think to what you're saying is that they probably hedged their bets that people would get the vaccine. So it made sense to go in that path of, you know, being anti-mask right and anti-shutdown probably not so much anti-vaccine they, they probably right. wagered and even that... most of them now like desantis and these other guys who come off as very anti-vax don't specifically state themselves that they're against the vaccine right. but they're against vaccine mandates right and then they let the crazies come up and spout their nonsense and conspiracy theories and stand by idly without disagreeing with anything that they say. I mean, they had video right. of DeSantis at an event where he literally said that, where he's like, you know, we will never allow mandates or anybody to force us to do the things we don't want to do, including vaccines. And then he has some guy that he's standing there as this guy's like, it changes your RNA. It's going to configure you differently. And, and he's just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it could be. Don't know. You know, it's, <laughs> this guy <laughs> yeah but i'm vaccinated so it's right like, exactly i mean that's that's the thing that i think it's a let them eat cake moment right it is but i mean do they not remember how the french revolution ended like <laughs> i don't i don't think they do though that's that's the irony yeah right I mean, I, you're right. Like, I think that's that's very much where we seem to be at, right? Is this belief that, like, we can get away with anything and, you know, we're never really going to be held accountable for any of this. And so what's the harm in killing off 700,000 Americans, you know? 
I mean, that's seven hundred thousand uh, less social security people that we have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, Jared Kushner said it best, right? He said, "Well, those are those are blue states. Those are blue cities. We don't have to, we don't have to worry about that." And I and I I know it sounds super cynical. I I don't think that's very far from the truth. No, I don't think I, you. I mean, yeah, like it. It's terrible, right? Like, how awful is it that we are, we find ourselves in that position as a country where it's like, based on who you voted for, we either need to worry about or not worry about you dying from a horrible disease. Like, I, 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 <laughs> that, that's – and not even who you voted for, but who the majority of the people in your state voted for, Right. Who the majority of the people in your city like that's the thing that drove me nuts is I'm sitting here watching like you guys are killing your own voters in those places. They may not be the majority of the people in those areas, but you're killing them, too. Like, why do you not care about that? Well, I. I, I'm stuck on this one because I I think there is a. um, If I'm looking at a chessboard in this whole scenario. Like you've got a lot of things. You've you've got DeSantis backing down, who's trying to like take attention off himself because Trump said he would beat him in an election. Uh, he's Trump is the is the de facto leader leader of that party. You've got Mitch McConnell uh, hedging bets. You know, Mister, I've raised the debt ceiling thirty two times, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it this time. Yeah, you've got uh, Manchin pretending like he has got the betterment of uh, of of the population. Meanwhile, at, let at me heart. let me pad my bank account with billions of dollars in coal yeah. mine stocks. While while I sit on my houseboat in in the bay, uh, you've got our president. Again, I'm going to say he's a gangster because he's talking 2.2 trillion dollars. I'm willing to. I'm not willing to bet, but I have a. I'm pretty confident that when he proposed that spending bill, yeah. And he already got the infrastructure bill passed. Right. He already won. Yeah. I mean, so, I kind of figured the 3.5 was the number that he threw out there to get to 2.2. Right? I mean, he knew he wasn't going to ever... That, that wasn't just yeah. going to be, all right, we'll give you 3.5. Right? I mean, right. you don't go to the car dealer and say, this is what I'm willing to pay for the car. You go to right. the car dealer and say, hey, I don't really want it that much. But you don't need it. Right. <laughs> Taking up space in your lot. So, look, I'll throw you a couple couple shekels here. <laughs> so, I, I think that people are looking at the board and they're they're getting lost by the the position of the pieces. Well, it's yeah, it's the you know, oh, you just lost your knight, you know, to a pawn. Yeah. It's like yeah, but that you, was you... all to get the pawn out of the way so that <laughs> I could, right, like yeah, and yeah, like I mean, I'm you know. I've never played chess with Joe Biden, so I don't pretend to know that he's an excellent chess player. But he seems to know enough about how to get stuff done in Washington that he wouldn't walk up to the table and say, this is this is exactly what I need. Give me what I need. He even prepped them for it. He he goes to the House and says, these bills are, are tied together. So whether that had been true or not during negotiations and whether people want to nitpick and say, well, you're backing that, you know, you're, you're walking that back. The guy has been pretty effective in, in month number eight. Yeah. And so it's it's just a matter of like, I, it's, I think the Republicans are 
they are so set in their win by any means necessary mentality. They're losing control of they're losing control of their of what they typically are focused on. I mean, now, yeah, granted, they don't have a focus other than obstruction at right. this point, right? It's not yeah. about smaller government. It's not about less regulation. It's not about, you know, pro business or whatever, you, you know, lower taxes. It's, you know, anti-democrat is all is all we are. I mean, look at uh, was it Kristen Cinema or Cinema whatever. God, this chick. Yeah. Who literally is like against things just so she can be against them. Like a contrarian just to be a contrarian. And it makes it literally it it blows my mind. No, actually it does it. Because I'm actually like when I look at the the political landscape, I'm like, isn't this boring, ladies and gentlemen? Aren't we bored yet? Because we're not entertained. Like, but aren't we bored? Like, we can literally watch the same moves over and over. We're placating to like Kentucky. I'm sorry, West Virginia. Let's write West Virginia off, right? But let's focus on Georgia. What can we do to make sure that we have people in the political system in Georgia that are going to be helpful for the country let's write uh, well we don't need to write arizona off but let's sure let's replace her on the ballot because apparently let's just give it back to mexico sure <laughs> let's see. they can take texas I mean, oklahoma can... new mexico that feels like that should be theirs to begin with <laughs> <laughs> i mean no, it's in the we'll name we'll even throw in mississippi and louisiana for I mean, free think, think about the, <laughs> the 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 pandora papers that came out they're talking about all the 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 shelters and people that are hiding money in south dakota yeah or wyoming one of those places i'll never go to and that's probably why so uh, it's just a matter of look aren't we tired yet can't we go to like there, I'm sure there are states in the in the Midwest that could probably, you know, if we're going to play this 50-50 Senate, or like ideally 52, ideally 53, because there are going to be some dissenters, let's go for states that actually make sense yeah. to where it forces a, a real bipartisanship or bipartisan relationship in Congress. Yeah. Because what we're doing now isn't working. No, and I mean the, the idea of bipartisanship for the sake of bipartisanship, right? Like it's that, that good ideas can only come from compromise. <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, no one all accounts. So, I mean, I'm not in cinema being harassed in the bathroom. Like, uh, I, I think that's disrespectful. Um, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I think there's a time and a place for that type of, yeah. you know, like you don't agree with her. That's fine. But, you don't, you know, accost somebody in a private bathroom and start. Well, she wasn't accosted. It's just like, I, I just think it was, it was just a bad look. Yeah. Like, it makes Again, me not right. Wanna... It comes back to this maintaining the moral high ground. Yeah. Like if you if you want to win this fight in oh, the long haul, we have to oh, maintain. <laughs> you all right there? <laughs> Sorry, ladies and like... gentlemen, momentary technical difficulties while Andre bumps his head on the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I'm going 
doing all types of stupid. But go ahead, moral <laughs> high ground. Yeah, but yeah, it's just I mean, like, at, I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm getting kind of tired of saying it because it just seems like there's not enough people that that feel the same way. Maybe that, but that I don't think that's true. Really, like I say that, and then I immediately, and I'm like, no, it's this. We're in that same boat, right? This is the person who blew up at her or confronted her, like, is part of the extreme side of things. This is not some normal person who's just like, I've lost all control over my ability to do stuff. Like, <laughs> and we all know about it because that's the story the news wants to put on 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 the news. Yeah, right. Uh, now, shame on Kristen Cinema or whatever Senator Cinema. Let me be a little bit more respectful for not actually expressing her her point and stance on this bill. Shame on her for that. Yeah. Um, there's no coming back from that. You can't. You don't get a free pass. You don't get a get out of jail free card for being just. You're not doing your job. Right. Um, like you, your job is to vote on these bills, right? Yeah. Like to to and, pass legislation. So if you're going to do that you have to understand what it is and if you have a problem with it it's probably important that you communicate what that problem is so that people can then talk to you about it or try to resolve it and why doesn't if we can get all these stupid surveys and polls for the most mundane crap mm -hmm. why don't we have polls for the big bills that are in our, our that are sitting and going through our congress because that why was... don't we why don't we vote like to tell the people, you know, to tell our representatives, or they should be open to communication to it, where we can actually say, no, 50% of your constituents want this. Right. I mean, we can vote on bond measures at the Drop state and local level, right? But we're not allowed to vote on how the federal government, how right. much money we give them. <laughs> I mean... It just—it's like you can have all these polls, and the, the polls are only important during an election. They're not important with any other issue. Sure. Uh, that's what's—that's what's depressing. Well, you're yawning. Yeah, I know. Sorry. You're tired. It's okay. <laughs> so we'll save the rest for next week. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, and we're super glad you guys joined us today. Um, and thank you for listening to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Tune in; uh, it's really, it's really, really appreciated. And to all the people that are on uh, YouTube checking out our videos, that way you get to see me bump my head on stuff. Thank you for doing that. Uh, hopefully, I made you laugh. Please subscribe and like on all the platforms. And if you're super adventurous, listen to us on, if you go to our website, chrisandandreshow.com, we have an RSS feed. You can plug it into your favorite player. So you're not bound to these particular platforms, but we try to be where people are at. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot me an email at andre at chrisandandreshow.com or chris at chrisandandreshow.com. <laughs> Anything general, uh, comments at chrisandandreshow.com we would love to read them tell us what you like, what you don't like and bef before I wrap it up uh, my wife was telling me this funny idea that we got we we might want to just talk about see if we could pull it off, <laughs> it'd be kind of crazy yeah but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to we're going to so... tease the audience with that but we're not actually <laughs> going to let them know what that idea is I like that oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we may have something up our sleeves 
But um, we're really, we really do appreciate you guys joining us. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad in there. Yeah. <laughs>